This podcast is brought to you in association with From Sweden with Love, one of the oldest fan sites dedicated to the world of 007. Online since 2004 and also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Why not check them out today? James Bond 007.se Nobody does it better. <laughs> or as they say in Stockholm these days, Ingen gör det bättre. Hello, I'm John Audy. I'm a stunt historian, author, broadcaster and producer, and the man behind Behind the Stunts on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Welcome to this episode and a series of podcasts dedicated the action stunts in the James Bond movies. My new book, Ever Heard of Evil Knievel, is the definitive guide to everything action-packed in the film series. It looks at the stunts, the performers, the coordinators and the stories behind these incredible moments captured on film. You'll hear clips from some of the interviews that have been undertaken over the years, where applicable, and sound clips from the movies themselves. The book, podcast and YouTube series are also to be used as educational tools to learn from and to wonder at. studios in three countries, Moonraker was a very expensive project in 1979, but worth every penny. The Spy Who Loved Me had been massively successful at the box office, the action was a major factor in this. How would the producers top skiing off a mountain? Well... This is where we leave you, Mr. Bond. A little premature, isn't it? Another landmark moment is created in the pre-title sequence. Bond is pushed from an airplane without a parachute. How do you film that for real? With extraordinary good luck, on the behalf of Michael G. Wilson, who found the Panavision lens that was the start point for the brand new camera system that would revolutionize aerial photography, and B.J. Worth and Jake Lombard, who not only performed the 88 jumps, but developed the hidden parachutes they were wearing underneath their costumes. This was the first time this had been attempted and every time they left the plane they got into position 
filmed for three seconds and pulled the ripcords, landed, saw what they had to do, went back up and did it all over again. It's breathtaking footage even today, and thanks must go to the incredible team who made this work. Jake Lombard doubling Roger Moore, BJ Worth doubling the pilot, and Ron Luganbill was the double for Richard Keel. Randy DeLuca was the cameraman who captured this footage. His ability to maintain position in the sky whilst falling at over 100 miles an hour and balance the camera attached to his helmet was the key factor in this scene, changing action cinema forever. Sadly, he was struck down with cancer, passed away in April of 1986. He was just 37 years old. You call for me, Mr. Drax? You were with Bond last night in my study. No, I... You showed him the safe. I didn't. I'm terminating your employment. You will leave immediately. Say the name Dorothy Ford, you may have to Google her. If you do, you'll find she was one of a select few of British stuntwomen working throughout the 70s. She was also a lover of dogs, so her choice by Bob Simmons as double for Corinne Dufort being attacked by the two Beaucerons was pretty obvious. Being attacked by animals isn't a request that she'd had too often before, but as a dog lover, she knew she could entice them to perform. Working closely with the dog handler, she had treats placed in her pockets and her outfit was sprayed with a scent similar to catnip that dogs would find irresistible. She had to run from a fixed point. It wasn't difficult for the dogs to track her down. Consequently, when they did find her, they licked the face off her, as they were way more excited about eating the treats than causing her any harm. The fight at the Vanini factory and museum is pure Bob Simmons. Smashing up that much glass must have been a real thrill for him. Martin Grace doubles Roger Moore, and Toshiro Suga, who plays Chang, doubles himself. Why? Well, he's a very talented martial artist. He taught and still teaches Aikido, which is used in the film. His master was teaching Michael Wilson in the US, and he put him forward for the role once Mr. Wilson had uh, met and worked out with him. He is, in fact, a very interesting man, and his discipline in martial arts is very much the sort of background that today's stunt professional might undertake before embarking on a career in the business. The scene 
at the time was the biggest quantity of breakaway or sugar glass broken or smashed on one occasion. Not filmed in one take, but a number of smaller takes, all supervised by Bob Simmons. Cleverly, they managed to hide all the camera positions with all that glass everywhere. You'd expect to see a reflection or two, and yet nothing is ever seen on camera. Play it again, son. subject of creatures, I'd like to share something with you. I have a fear of snakes. I've had it ever since I was a child, having seen a grass snake slither across the country road I was cycling along one day. Years later, an adder, the only poisonous snake in the UK, sank its fangs into my shoe whilst I stopped to take a well-earned uh, 001 on the roadside. The only thing that saved me was the fact I was wearing steel toe caps, which must have come as quite a surprise to my assailant. If you're a stuntman on a movie and the scene is called for where you're attacked by a snake, you have to make a decision if you want to do it or not. I most certainly wouldn't, but in Moonraker, stuntman Howard Curtis most definitely did. Curtis, you may know from his cliff jump with stuntman Mickey Gilbert, who was doubling Robert Redford whilst Curtis doubled Paul Newman in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. The two pythons brought by their owners to use in the scene were very big and very docile. In fact, as soon as they felt the sun on their backs, they wanted to get out and soak up a few rays on the bank. A snake sees in black and white and in 2D, and are attracted by movement in the water. The snake wrangler told him, Howard, get in the water and splash like hell, she'll find you. Not the most comforting instruction he's ever had, I imagine. You're not a sportsman, Mr. Bond. Why did you break off the encounter with my pet python? I discovered he had a crush on him. So, there we are. That's your lot for this week. More next week. And don't forget to subscribe and follow Behind the Stunts on all the social media platforms so you can be kept up to date on the world of action and stunts. Until next time, bye for now.